Hey, this is me, Ice Hero Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of uh, World Famous. Uh, this is the first episode that we're recording after the um, after the hiatus, so I don't know, man. We're gonna, we're gonna do our best to keep things real. We're gonna do our best to keep things up. We're gonna do our best to keep things going. But until we uh, until we can't do it anymore, let's get going. So, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. Okay, Ice Robot. I am on the Tech Twelve. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. Hey, this is Miyasu Robots, and I, I've had a few a few guys reach out to me, and they wanted to know what, what was behind the hiatus, what was going on, uh, why why was I simping online, why was I being a total mark, why was I being a a, a mizark, as it were, and well, I, I wasn't really going to talk about it, but I, I don't know, man, there's no there's no need to like... Like keep secrets from you guys. We we lost a family pet. We lost a close family pet, and I'm I'm somebody who like really 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 cares about his uh, his animal friends. I do my best to take care of them, and we we lost one way too soon, and it's it's rough, dude. It's rough. I take it I take it hard. I take it to heart, and I just like I wasn't I wasn't up to I wasn't up to, to any sort of like creative endeavors, and I still don't really like know that I am at this point, to be honest. But we're gonna we're gonna push through, and on top of that, we had we had a, an outbreak of the bug here in the house. the The family members, aside from myself, I was able to avoid it. They all came down with the bug. Now, fortunately, they were vaxxed. They're both vaxxed. They're ready to go. So it only turned out to be like only turned out to be like a flu and stuff. But it was. It was scary, man. When you get that result that says that you have it, it is scary. You don't know what's going to happen. I I trusted in the science. I had faith in everything, and I knew that the vaccine was going to protect us from any, any, like, major debilitating effects. But, like, until it's over, you don't know. You know, it's a situation you've never been in before. But we we made it through. Your boy was a nurse maid, and I managed to um, avoid it myself. I... I don't know. I may have had it. I have no symptoms in any way. Not even so much as like a sniffle. So I'm going to I'm going to assume that it's all good in the hood, but it's scary, man. It's scary because this is something that goes on out there and kills people. And both the family members that came down with it got it from unvaccinated people that they work with. So I'm just going to say it, please. Please get vaccinated. This is not a joke. This is not a conspiracy. There's no kind of microchips. There's no kind of magnetic effects or anything like that involved with anything. This is pure science, pure medicine that we're trying to get out there to keep people safe, to keep people alive. So please, if you're not vaccinated, quit listening now and just go down to your CVS, go down to your Safeway, go down to wherever it is they have it and just please, 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 please get it because it saved them. It saved their lives. I cannot say for sure that they would still be with us now, man. This is a very dangerous disease. So please, please get the vax. I'm begging you. This is me. I see robots. I do my best to not mislead you, and I don't think I'm misleading you now. But I think that, like, I think that, like, overall, we're, we're past all the, um, all the badness, all the whackness in life. But, you know, whackness can always come back. Whackness can always strike at any time. And this, this was just one of those times where whackness struck out of the blue. I'm still sad. I'm still hurt. I'm still I'm still a soft-hearted individual, but I'm going to do my best to make it through. Um, I don't know. Let's just uh, let's move forward in the show. This is whack. This is boring. I'm talking world famous, babe. 
Enough simping for now. Let's try and be a man. For once. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. This segment goes out to our guy Gino Vega, who is uh, waxed nostalgic about Top's Robocop 2 trading cards for many times on his show, the uh, Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast, which is which is always fun. It's always great. It's a great show. So I I decided to give a big salute to the guy and go out and purchase myself a pack of uh, Robocop 2 trading cards. Let's see. These guys came out in 1990, and it is a 88-card set. And... 88 card set. If you asked me, I would have to say that card number eight, this is a card that goes by the cop of tomorrow, is is maybe the jewel of the set. I honestly don't know if there is like an actual factual jewel up in here, but card number eight is the first time that our guy Robocop appears on a card. There isn't one that says like, we present to you Robocop. If there was that, I would think that was the jewel, but there's not. Most of these cards are, like, scenes from the movie with, like, some kind of a description or title of what is happening in the set. They're also interesting in that they they have a lot of uh, pictures from RoboCop 1. Maybe, maybe there's a lot of flashbacks in RoboCop 2. I gotta be honest, I, I know that I've seen RoboCop 2, but I don't have any, like, I don't have any, like, outstanding RoboCop 2 memories. I did like RoboCop 1... I thought it was cool, but I didn't, like, fall in love with it and follow the franchise religiously or anything. So I, I'm as new to this as you are to it. Let's see. There are nine cards, one sticker, and one pack of, uh, one stick of gum, rather. I can hear, you can hear that, too. The gum is, like, mutilated. It has been disintegrated into gum dust. So let me, uh, let me carefully open this card pack and then we're gonna then we're gonna go through it i gotta make sure the gum dust doesn't fall everywhere it's already kind of it's already kind of fallen out let's shake that here onto the desk there's one two three four five maybe like 25 pieces of gum dust in here this this really shattered let's let's pour that out into the he-man garbage can before we dig into the into the cards. The first one we got is a card of a RoboCop shooting his pistol. It's card number 65. It says RoboCop means business. And then the next one is a card of a dude all shot up. This is a bloody, gruesome card. That's what's so interesting about RoboCop to me. The movie RoboCop is bloody. It is gruesome. When they when they shoot uh, Peter Weller into bits before he gets turned into RoboCop. Man, that was like a super scary scene when I was younger, dude. That used to like bug me out. Let's let's take a look. This is card number three, The Price of Progress. Then we have the next cards called A Madman Named Kane. It's not about not about Isaac Yankum. It's not about uh, Glenn Jacobs. It is about Nuke Pusher and Addict Kane, a quasi-religious figure. That's card number 35. He's wearing a top hat. Kind of cool, I guess. 
Then we got card number one. It's card number one. This is the this is the one that has like a title card. It's like a badge with Robocop 2 on it. That's kind of a cool card, I suppose. Then we have Metal Justice, which would be like a good name for like a uh, like a Queensryche record. But what we have here is card number 80, and it says, The old man's limo pulls away, and Lewis is outraged. He's getting away with it. We can't touch him. But Robocop is not philosophical about it. Patience. We are only human. She gives him a startled glance. Then we have uh, card number 62. This is No Escape from Robocop. And it's a picture of Robocop holding his gun in the air, kind of kind of chasing after somebody. He's on like a metallic background. Then we have a fatal malfunction. This is in the card number two. In old Detroit, the crime problem has become so unmanageable that a private corporation, the OCP, has assumed control. And it shows like that robot that replaces Robocop in the movie, like going buck wild and shooting people up. Then we have a card that says Storyboard, Standing Tall. This is card number 85, and it shows you like a pre-production photo. Oh, and check this out. We hit it again. Card number 8, The Cop of Tomorrow. The rookie card of... Robocop. This is sure to be a valuable one into the future. This one is going to be worth millions, if not thousands, if not hundreds, if not tens, if not ones, if not 50, maybe 65 cents going forward. And it says, Security Concepts Incorporated, a division of OCP, claims the remains of Officer Murphy and rebuilds him as Robocop. Let's set this one aside. This one is for sure going to go in the card vault, which I have in the wall. Which one is the sticker? Let's take a look. One of these is a sticker. Not this one. 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 Are any of them stickers? Let's let's see. The Cop of Tomorrow. That's not a sticker. We're supposed to be guaranteed a sticker in here. Let's count the cards just to make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So this is this is a. Uh, this is short a sticker. That's so wild. Let's see. No. This pack of cards is short a sticker. I am going to reach out to the person who sold this to me. Let's slander him online. 80scards.com. Vintage cards from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. This homeboy stole my sticker. I'm going to reach out to him right now, and then we're going to see what becomes of this. I demand justice, man. I demand that he sends me a RoboCop sticker, because that's that's what I wanted as much as I wanted the Cop of Tomorrow. Man, you win some, you lose some. This was a big win in that we got the RoboCop rookie, but it's a big loss in that we didn't get the sticker, and I don't get to stick it on the front of my Trapper Keeper when I take it back to school. Man, I don't know what to say about this. I apologize. I feel like I really let you guys down. Let's, uh, let's move forward in the show. I'll be back. I'm going to reach out to this guy right now. Hold your horses. Do, 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 do. Trash Dusters. I live in a town called Santa Rosa, California, and a couple of weeks ago there was a poll in our local paper, which is called the Press Democrat, and they were asking people what they thought of the uh, living situation here in Santa Rosa. And for the most part, people were down on it. There's there's been a rash of fires. You guys know this if you've been listening for any amount of time. You know we've been like. We've been, like, racked with wildfires, and this has led to homelessness, which has led to another major issue that's getting people down, and this issue is litter. My dudes, there are homeless guys everywhere, and as sad as it is, homeless guys are terrible litterers. As sad as it is, 
Normal run-of-the-mill peoples with homes are terrible litterers. There is litter, like, everywhere, and I find this to, uh, really bum me out. It really bothers me. I, myself, I do my best to pick up as much as I can when I'm walking my dog. I bring a little baggie with me, and if I see stuff... I pick it up. I don't pick up grody stuff, mind you, but I do pick up, like, bottles and cans and wrappers. I do it because I realize that, like, if there's a problem and it bothers you, if it bothers you, it's up to you to do something about it or you are now officially part of the problem. Litter drives me nuts. It's the laziness of it, honestly. It's like, what makes you think that somebody else is going to come around and pick things up? And I now realize that I am the somebody else who comes around and picks things up, but what makes you think there's going to be a nice gent like me? out there in the world to do your dirty work. It's low, it's gross. Recently, I reached out to all you fools out there and I asked you to join me and become official Icy Robots Radio Trash Busters. And I have to say, I was sad at the amount of people who reached out. I did get a few, I got a couple, and I want to send a shout out to those guys. I got a big shout out to my homie Chris, I got a big shout out to my homie Mark, I got a big shout out to my homie Todd, who are all official Icy Robots Radio Trash Busters, but again, the Icy Robots Trash Buster of the Month is my guy, Joe Nobody, and his homies at the Working Class Scooter Club. They have adopted a stretch of road out in Santa Rosa on the way to Sebastopol where I go to uh, the flea market every week, and they are cleaning it up by hand. These guys are big heroes of mine. They saw a problem, and they are trying to fix it. And that's all I'm asking from you guys. See a problem fix it. Don't sit there. Don't wait. Don't hope for somebody else to do it. You got to do it yourself, man. The fight against filth is a noble fight that we all have to do ourselves. So again, the official Icy Robots Trash Buster of the Month is Joe Nobody and the Working Class Scooter Club. These guys are aces in my book. They're dope. These guys, besides picking up trash, are also amongst the toughest scooter guys out there. They recently had, like, they had a giant brawl against the, uh, Satan's scoots. that were helmets with horns on them, and the Working Class Scooter Clubs routed them. First in a race, they had a drag race all around Santa Rosa, which the Working Class Scooter Club won, but then they bested them in hand-to-hand combat, and then they went on their way to pick up litter on the way to Sebastopol. So again, the IC Robots Radio Trash Busters of the Month is our guys at the Working Class Scooter Club. Big up to them. If you would like, if you would like to be mentioned on the uh, Trash Buster segment, all you gotta do is pick up a piece of trash. I don't even need evidence. Just tell me you did it. I'll take it at your word. Just hit me up. Hit me up with a tweet at IC Robots on the tweeters and I will uh, be happy to shout you out because I am happy and proud of you for the good work that it takes to be a trash buster. Trash Busters. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. That is 1000% correct. It is me. I see robots. The guy who sold Kaldor that acid that that dumb dumb poured right onto his own face when he was trying to get King Randor. What a goof. You could tell, man. He became Skeletor and he's still a goof. At any rate, I, I've been into the uh, Motu scene for a while. Hold on. I'm reaching for something right now. And I bought something on the online at a... At a very good price, I will say. I got this for like $12 shipped, which is crazy because they, um, they shipped it, uh, priority. 
So I, I think that they may have actually lost money on that. But uh, let's open it up right now, and we're going to see what's inside. I've had this sitting around for a while now. That was the good old Arthur Fonz Swiggity Switch Blade. Let's open this up right now, and we're going to see. I've, I've really been itching at this. It's been sitting in my office for just about a week now, and I've been simping and being a wuss. But, uh, you know, I'm back to full man strength now. Let's let's pop it open. It's a figure. As I'm sure you can imagine, here is a little uh, receipt. We'll throw that over there. Here's some newspaper. Here is a, a, a plastic bag. Here's some more newspaper. Are these packing peanuts? I kind of think there's peanuts in this bag, and you know how I feel. Yeah, there's peanuts in here, but that's fine because they're all contained in the bag. There's peanuts, and it's also... It's also bubble wrapped. Let's unload in my collection of Motu's Masters of the Universes. Sorry for all the cranks. Sorry for all the crinkly sounds. But this is this is actually quite well wrapped. So I got to give it up to the people who uh, sent this to me. This is an action figure that goes by the name of Mecha Neck. Let's pop his neck up and we'll see if it works. When you twist his head, when you twist his waist rather... His neck pops up. He's complete. He has his uh, mace, his yellow mace. He came out in 1983. I like this guy a lot. This is one I remember having as a youth. I remember I remember this neck and the way that it popped up. Can you hear that? That's some pretty good popping. Let's see what they got to say about uh, good old Mechanic here on the, uh, the Motu Wiki. Mechanic was first introduced in 1983. The figure's ability is to stretch his neck when you twist his waist. His working name was Spy Man, and that's the name that appears in the Filmation series Bible. Mechanic appears in three episodes of the uh, cartoon series. The last of these episodes reveals his background, explaining that he was given his bionic neck by man-at-arms after his neck was badly injured in the storm. He was called Mechanic even before he received his bionic neck. He lost track of his son Philip, and he pledged his services to King Randor in the hope of one day finding his son. That's... That's terrible. Imagine like, imagine you're caught like in a typhoon and you get hit with a piece of wood and it breaks your neck and the, uh, the army captures you and they give you a robot neck and they tell you that like, if you use this robot neck to help a spy upon Skeletor, we'll help you find your son. When in reality, they should just be helping. They should just be helping him find his son. What a tragic, what a tragic tale. Let's see how that turns out. It eventually transpires that his son was recovered by the storm wind by the evil Count Marzo, who held him captive. Do they ever find him? I hope so. I hope they, they free him. I'm assuming that they do. I, I can't imagine that, like, I can't imagine that uh, the story in, ends with, like, Philip being the prisoner of evil Count Marzo. For the record, who is Count Marzo? I am not, like, I am not, like, amazingly versed. In the world of like He-Man lore, I liked the cartoons. I did watch them, but I thought they were awfully silly. So I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like keep them in my brain for whatever. Count Marzo is uh, the father of King Randor. No, that's not what it says at all. This is very confusing. I don't know. Who cares? Mechanic is dope. We like him. We think he's fun. He's um, he's a little damaged here around his head and around the back of his armor, but still. He's really great. I like him. He has a black, black free tights with a green belt. His head pops up. His mace is yellow. He can peek over things. I don't know why you'd need to turn a human into a periscope when you could just like, when you could just use a periscope. Periscopes are cool though. I, 
I had a few toy periscopes when I was a kid, and I, I always thought it was kind of cool to, like, peek around the corner or peek over things and, like, spy at guys and stuff. I don't know, man. Periscopes are dope. I don't, I don't really see enough, like, periscopes in the world of, uh, of fiction nowadays, but I... I watched the um, the Masters of the Universe cartoon on good old Netflix, and I, I'm going to get a little spoilery here on this, and I, I hope that you guys have seen it. If not, jump ahead a few minutes, jump ahead to the next segment where I'm going to talk about flea market stuff, and uh, you'll be all good. But I'm, I'm assuming by this point that you guys have seen it. It's only five episodes. If you haven't seen it by now, I doubt you're going to. So here we go. We're gonna get uh we're gonna get slightly spoilery on this. I myself I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I realized that there's there's some degree of controversy because He-Man's not in it as much as some people would like, and that Tila is essentially the main character. But you know what? That's fine, man. I, I think that like I think that like out of all the characters in the Motu universe, He-Man is one of the most boring. Prince Adam is a simp. He-Man's a mark. His power is that he's strong. He's not admirable in a way that a lot of these people are. I mean, good, look at good old Mechanic, you know? He got his neck blown off in in the war, and he became a useful uh, a useful member of the team, whereas He-Man, you know, like, he's just a buff dude. In in the real world, who likes big buff blonde jocks, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know what all the, all the love for He-Man is. He's like the Hulk Hogan of this whole thing. It's like, sure... Hogan was on top. Sure, Hogan was the king of wrestling for a long time, but we all got to admit, Hogan's boring. Hogan was way boring compared to, like, all the other cool guys that were out there in the world of wrestling. He's no... He's no Corporal Kirshner. He's no Honky Tonk Man. He's none of those guys. He's just boring old Hulk Hogan. But, um, at any rate, I really did enjoy the cartoon. I thought it was well-written. I liked the stories. I liked it that they took Tila and they pushed her to the top. I thought that was really cool. It's always fun to see a new main adventure get made. And I, I feel like she's been around so long in uh, in He-Man's shadow that she really deserved it. I liked how I liked how the villains and the heroes teamed up. I liked learning more about Evil Lynn. Now Evil Lynn is one of my favorite characters, whereas before, she wasn't anybody that I thought of in almost any way. I thought that it was, like, really cool and it was really fun. I watched it with the wife. We watched, like... We watched a couple episodes at a stretch while we ate dinner and chilled or whatever, and she thought it was fun. She enjoyed it. She thought it was cool. And I i don't know why all you guys are in love with the character of He-Man when there's so many other neat characters out there. And it was fun to see. It was fun to see some of these guys flexed. I thought the uh, I thought the voice acting was really good. I thought it had an excellent cast. I like Lena Headey as Evil Lynn. I thought that uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was really cool as Tila. Overall, I was very, very happy. And I can't wait until season two comes around. If you guys hated it, that's fine. If you just didn't like it, I get it. Not everybody likes everything, but if you didn't like it because there was a gal in the lead, I think that you need to examine yourself. I need to, you need to go look in the mirror and see uh, what kind of a person you are. Just like deep internal investigation into yourself because Tila's fine. Tila's cool. No hate for Tila. I've been looking for the um for the figures that came along with this line. I saw some at first before the show even came out, but I only ever saw He-Man and Skeletor, and I've also seen Skelegod. There's also Tila, Moss Man, Evil Lynn, and Man-at-Arms, and I have not, never, not even one time seen these figures anywhere. I would have bought them if, if, I, if I could, because as much as I like, like, the retro-style figures, and I do, I like them a lot. I do also kind of like how the, uh, the Revelation figures are more in line with, like, a Marvel legend. You know, they have, like, 
more details, more uh, hands you can replace for different things, more posability, and I, I would want to get down with them. I would get a few. I would have bought Tila. I'd buy Evil Lynn. I'd buy Man at Arms. And I would probably buy Mossman, to be honest. I'd probably buy everyone except for He-Man and uh, Skeletor. I might even buy Skeletor. I don't think I'd buy Skeletor necessarily, but I would buy Skeletor. I don't know. That's just me. That's how I roll. That's how I do things. But uh, I haven't seen him. I saw him at first. I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him anywhere. I wonder if they're just bought up by uh, toy scalper types and the like. If you're uh, scalping these figures and I can't get one. Nuts to you, my man. Nuts to you. And now a paid advertisement for Pooptronics Food Cubes. This is 007. Roger Moore for Pooptronics Food Cubes. Let's take a giant step back for mankind and eat one, shall we? Hmm. Pooptronics Food Cubes. Available in brown. For your mouth only. For your mouth only. Pooptronics brand food cubes. Get some now. A look at this week's flea market acquisitions. It was uh, it was kind of a slow week over at the flea market, man. The Sonoma County Fair was still in full effect, and they used the parking lot that they do the flea market in, so the flea market moved back to Santa Rosa Avenue, so that cuts down the amount of tables available by, like, by like I'm thinking, like, 80%. I'm not even kidding. It drops it down, like, a ton. But still, you gotta go. You gotta represent. You gotta go look, you gotta see, because you never know, man, the week that you don't go is the week that there's gonna be something fantastic there, and you're gonna miss it, and you're gonna be sad, and you're gonna, you're gonna end up, like, hating yourself, and since we're all full of self-loathing anyway, this is just gonna, this is just gonna lead to some bad, uh, some bad mojo. We, we actually went to both the flea markets, we went to the one in Santa Rosa, then we went to the one in Sebastopol, as we had to, as we had to go past the road that our, our homeboys at the, uh, Working Class Scooter Club take care of, so that was... That was sweet in and of itself. Let's let's see what did I find this week. I found a six million dollar man board game. It's complete. It's in the box. It's pretty cool. I it wasn't like really gonna get it. I was only looking at it, and then the guy who had it for sale told me that it was only a dollar. So I'm just like, I might as well take it. But honestly, I don't really know what to do with it. I have a bunch of like pop culture related board games in my closet. I have like. Zaxxon, Pac-Man, I have a Cheers board game, I have a Bigfoot board game, I have all kinds of them, but, like, I never play them, like, who's gonna play these games, they're not really, like, they're not really, like, super fun, they're not really, like, great games by any stretch, but still, they're kinda cool, and the idea that, like, maybe it would wind up in the dumpster or something really, like, forced me to buy it, so I have it, it's gonna join the other ones in the, um, in the game closet, that's fine, maybe... Maybe there will be a day when I want to play some board games. You never know. Honestly, the only board game I ever play is Scrabble. Scrabble is like, as far as I'm concerned, the Game of Kings, shout out to Ferg. I am like a Scrabble maniac. I'm not great by any stretch, but I, I definitely do enjoy a, a fun game of Scrabble. I also found a, I found a plastic dinosaur. I collect these dinosaurs made in Hong Kong. These like big, oversized Chinese dinosaurs. I've heard them referred to as Chinosaurs. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's like a hateful term or not. It doesn't seem like it is, but some folks could be sensitive to that sort of things. But I, I do collect these Chinosaurs, and what I got this week was an Ankylosaur, which is like my favorite dinosaur of all the times in space. That's the one that's like, like a turtle. It's like a turtle with like a tail. 
that comes out of the back with, like, a big ball on it, and it, like, uses this tail to, like, swing back and forth and smack tyrannosauruses in the mug. I've heard that, um, I've heard that some scientists believe that this dinosaur never existed, so that makes me sad, but it still exists in my heart, and it still exists in my soul, and I got this one this week, but I also have, like, a brontosaurus, and I have a couple others. I don't have, like, a tyrannosaurus. I think just, like, I just like the look of them. I like how they all have, like, weird painted red eyes. I don't know what is the deal with that, but when you find these, like, made-in-Hong-Kong plastic toys, a lot of these are made by, like, Imperial toys, they always have these painted red eyes, and they look, like, super creepy, and they're super cool. I used to play with these a lot when I was younger, like, these big ones. I like the really big ones, not the smaller ones, the ones that, like, seem, like, monster size compared to your G.I. Joes. When I was younger, dude, these guys would end up in the G.I. Joe mix. It'd be, like, Cobra has some dinosaurs or whatever, and these are, these are cool, and they bring back fun memories. They have, like, a really nice 70s look to them. What else did I find? Oh, I found a comic. I have it right here. It is, uh, DC First Issue Special number five, which is the first appearance of Mark Spencer. The Manhunter. This isn't like a valuable comic by any means. It's like a five or six dollar book, like at the most. Let's see what uh let's see what year it came out. It came out in August of 1975. It is kind of cool though. It has like it has like a Jack Kirby uh cover. Actually, the whole thing was edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. So that's that's fun in itself. Mark Spencer is a somewhat major character right now in the world of DC Comics, there's, there's like this long storyline going on involving this, um, I'm trying to move it out of the way without making noise. There's like this long storyline involved with this like espionage group called Leviathan, and Leviathan is headed up by Mark Spencer, the Manhunter. Our guy Brian Michael Bendis brought him back from the, uh, from the precipice of, uh, being forgotten and put him in the forefront of, forefront of a run, so I was kind of excited to find this because I'm following this Leviathan, uh, storyline what does it say here on the bag? It says .83. So I guess maybe at some point somebody is asking 83 cents for this. I got it for a dollar. I pulled it out of a dollar box. It always pays to like, to like dig into these dollar boxes. You never know what you're going to find. This is where like, this is where your comic knowledge really comes in handy. And I, man, I, this is like the crinkliest episode of all time. I'm just putting it back in here before it gets destroyed. And then I'm going to sit at the top of my garbage can, which is great. I, I don't think I found anything else that was like... That was, like, really noteworthy. To be honest, I felt pretty lucky to, uh, find these guys. I was still, I was still kind of down in the dumps. I still wanted to go. I'm still down in the dumps right now, and I, I was just happy to find anything, to be honest. Oh, check it out. I'm also wounded. This is, like, a side note. I was at the, um, I was at the gym the other day, and I was on the hack squat machine. That's, like, this dumb machine where, like, you sit down and you, you kind of do, like, leg presses or whatever, and I was... I was doing, like, for me, a fairly heavy weight. I'm trying to, like, lift up my, uh, strength ratio. So I'm doing, like, the, I'm doing, like, the press. And there's, like, a lot of rocking and rolling involved with this machine. A lot of hanging and clanging. So I, I was doing it, and I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And unbeknownst to me, the peg that holds the, uh, the weights in place, the peg that, like, you know, shows you how much weight you're doing, it, like, holds it in there. It had, like, it had, like, slid off, and I did not know it. So I, I pushed it, like, full force right? I pushed it, like, the full force that I was doing because I was trying to, like, max out, and unbeknownst to me, there was zero weight on the machine, and, like, man, I went flying. I went flying off the thing. It was, like, with such velocity that, like, I had no idea what was going on. I pushed, and then I slammed down, and I was just, like, what is going on? And then I, like, 
I fell off the side of the machine because I thought like the machine was falling apart. A lot of the machines in my gym are old and rickety. And I thought the machine was falling apart, so I dove, I dove off it and like I kind of hurt my hip, I kind of hurt my shoulder, I kind of hurt my knee, and now I'm I'm all jacked up. So you know, life life keeps getting better and better and better. But we all got ups and downs, highs and lows. This is how it goes. Let's uh let's move forward, I guess. I'm here at one with nature. Clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is the world's famous I See Robots show. Alrighty, tidy whitey, we are back for what's going to be the final segment of the show. Oh, uh, update. Update on the uh, Robocop cards. I reached out to the guy who sold me the cards and I told him that I suspected that. I suspected that they had been opened, and he he got back to me, like, almost instantaneously and told me that he didn't think they'd been opened and that he pulled them out of a fresh box of RoboCop cards, but he said, irregardless, he's more than willing to send me another pack. But I, I told him, you know what? Don't bother. I didn't I didn't really want them, honestly. I had fun opening them, and I would have liked to get a sticker, but I didn't feel it was necessary to, uh, to send me another pack, and then I apologized for even reaching out in the first place because I just, like... I knew I didn't want another pack, but I reached out anyway because I'm in a bad mood, so I felt like I just bothered Homeboy and wasted his time, but, uh, he did the right thing. All he can do is, uh, you know, do his best to make up for it, and he tried. He tried, so let's give it up to him. Let's, uh, let's get to the, uh, messages from our Animal Spirit Guide cards from the week. These come from the great Stephen Farmer. We're gonna pull one out of the deck, and we're gonna see what kind of, uh, what kind of animal advice we can get. The card right here on the top of the deck is a card that goes by the name of the Kiwi. The Kiwi is actually one of my favorite fruits as well as one of my favorite birds. So I think this is a, uh, I think this is a pretty fun card and it says the advice from the Kiwi is do a walking meditation each day for the next week. That is great advice. I feel like as far as my mental health and my overall well-being, going for walks is crucial. I take the dog out for a walk every morning. We go for like a couple miles, maybe like a mile and a half. And then in the afternoon, I'll go for uh, another walk. Just kind of zip over to the Pokestop and back. And then sometimes when the wife comes home, if we're not going to the gym, we'll take a walk over to the uh, Pokestop again. So it's really, it's really important to just like keep yourself moving, keep your body going, keep your walking in full effect. I feel like walking is the first step. The overall physical fitness and overall mental health. I, I got to give it up to the Kiwi man. That's good advice. Let's, let's try to follow that. I want each and everybody out there to go for like a nice walk every day of the next week. If you do it, if you go for a walk every day next week, even if it's something you normally do, reach out to me at Icy Robots on the tweet, and I will send you a shout out on the show because I appreciate walking. I appreciate mental fitness. I appreciate mental health. And all that good stuff. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get out of here. This has been. This has been a true test of my uh, metal. So, until we meet again, my guys. This is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Uh, go for a walk. Be like a kid. Have a good time. See you. All right. Um, and bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Peace.
I'd like to thank you for buying this record. But finally, I'd like to thank all the Buffalo girls out there. Yo, slick. Blow. That's right. Yeah, I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.